Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma. Proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or visit their website at greyhoundpp.com.au. We hope that you enjoy this episode and thanks to everyone for your support in promoting our wonderful industry. start off by telling me, um, you know, can you tell me what is ActionBet, how it got started and sort of what are your plans for it moving forward? Yeah, so it's a funny story, Dimity. A mate of mine uh, reached out to me and sort of mentioned that he was going online sort of uh, just before COVID in February last year. So Mark Johnson, who's another fellow bookmaker, but basically because of the evolution of uh, COVID and the digital world, it was only a no-brainer to sort of go online because obviously the crowds weren't allowed at the races. Uh, even when they were brought back on, there was restrictions. So up come the, in the name of Action Bet and uh, Adrian Dowdle Bookmaker can become digital. So, yeah, very exciting. And uh, obviously this year it's uh, back to normal or some kind of normality. But hopefully moving forward there'll be no COVID, but also, yeah. also be based on course and off course. Yeah, nice. And sort of what are your, um, what are your intentions for it? What sort of like betting options can you give punters? Yep. So we give all the betting options at the majority of the online bookmakers. So win and place, place, uh, the exotics. So Quinella's exactors are popular these days, Dimity, especially with a lot of um, Greyhound punters and trifecta first four. We also bet on 12 sports. So yeah, tennis, soccer, NRL, AFL, rugby league, baseball. Um, yeah, a lot of those major sports that all the other sort of guys bet on. But um, yeah, very exciting for action bet to be able to go from an on-course perspective and to go to the greater network in Australia and be an Australian 100% owned business and uh, solely operated down here in Bulloy in in the Illawarra. Oh, nice. Yep. You had me at tennis. As soon as you said tennis, I was like, oh, yes. (laughs) I'm a closet tennis fan, so... Yeah, tennis tragic myself. I actually played it as a child. Used to go to the Australian Open. I grew yep. up in Walker, so it's on amazing. the border of New South Wales, Victoria. And the trip down to Melbourne was not a bad run back in those days. And I love going to the Australian Open. It's uh, one of the, I'd say it's a bucket list. You should go there if you yeah. haven't been. I'd That's highly recommend brilliant. it. Yep. And um, I suppose, sort of like you were saying with the evolution of betting, I've found that, you know, things like multis and all those sorts of betting options are becoming so popular with people. So, you know, what sort of options do people have there for multis? Can they do racing and sport multis? Yeah, we can do racing and sports. So at this stage, we don't do the same race multi or the same game multi, but we're looking at implementing that in the near future at Action Bet. Yep. But yeah, you're right. Um, I would say the modern day punter, and, and obviously for me, being 38, I've, I've probably done 20 years of it now, but multi sort of weren't heard of back when I actually started the, the evolution of my betting um, history. But I would say most of the punters these days are well adverse with a uh, yeah same game multi or a um, cross code multi. So yeah, Greyhounds, Harness and, and Gallop. Now, I suppose getting into the nitty-gritty of um, betting, how, what, I'm talking particularly with greyhounds as well, when people pick up a form guide to pick a greyhound, what are the key things that they should be looking for? It's a really good question, isn't it? And um, I would say these days, a lot of those speed maps or the first section, I find that uh, in the evolution of all this digital world, the information the punter has at their fingertips is probably better than ever before, and you probably agree, and that information is, is, you know, helps the, the average punter these days to say, well, I think one and two are definitely going to lead. It's a corner start. They've got good box speed. They go well out of those um, those boxes because you get the box history as well, do you? Yeah. And, yeah, they seem to hone in on a lot of those type of runners. So I would say with the 
the evolution of the internet and the information that that gives you, punters have got a a lot of um, advantages at their fingertips. And what sort of um, information does uh, ActionBet offer? (laughs) We have a pretty basic form guide, so we we use um, like a generic sort of... uh, you know, to Spox, uh, last sort of four stats. But there is a lot of different websites, as you'd be aware, out there for punters. But a lot of them are subscription only or membership. So ours is probably more of a generic type of one that a lot of the other corporates use. Yep. And, um, you know, I suppose how does punting on greyhounds differ to horses? Obviously, you know, it is a different animal. But, you know, talking to people that have come across from either horse or harness racing, they go, oh, my God, it's like learning a whole new sport and, you know, way of reading form and that. Like, what are some of the key differences that you've yeah. seen? It is. And, you know, I grew up on horse racing. Uh, I recently, as I said to you on the phone, I've, I've owned greyhounds now. I've been heavily involved in the sport for about 12 years with my cousin. But, yeah, basically I think most of the punters these days have become well-versed with the greyhounds. A lot of the major trainers, uh, you know, they follow them because they have a massive following, Jason McKay, these type of guys. And yep. um, I would say uh, the information and that more people are educated that uh, yeah, the greyhounds, if they're trained at a certain track, they're obviously trialled there. Um, they'll hone in on those type of runners and, and they'll look at their, 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 their box history. So, yeah, they'll go, oh, he's had two starts from box one and, and won both of them. He's, he's probably why he's eighty, and he's going to be hard to beat again today <laughs> from box one. And if people are looking for sort of the best return on investment, what's sort of the more, um, you know, the more profitable betting types that they could look at? I was surprised that uh, obviously being on course, we didn't have too many exotics, but I was just saying a little bit earlier that I find the exactor where uh, the punters will take two runners and if the favourite runs second, often that you know the $4 or $5 chance, what we call the second favourite, probably beats the favourite. And a lot of punters seem to hone in on that type of bet and they're quite um, successful with it, I found. Yeah, okay, that's interesting because, you know, you sort of don't, with the multis and all those sorts of things around now, quarties, that sort of thing, you don't, people sort of, um, I think, in a way, have forgotten about the Quinella and Exacta options. They have, and that's probably because, like you said, the evolution of uh, same race multi, first four, uh, the trifecta, and then obviously the quaddy. But, yeah, I've, I've found that a lot of people do like to take an Exacta, and, um, yeah, even the, the Quinella option still, and especially if that favourite runs second, you'd be surprised. It actually pays quite well a lot of the time. And what, are you, what have you found has been um, sort of the most successful, I suppose, either key, yeah, key stat, you would say, if you're looking through greyhound form, you sort of hone in on, like for me, for example, if I'm looking at horse betting, you know, I'm not an expert by any means, but I always look at the track condition and I find I have a bit of success with that just purely based on the track condition. What have, is there something sort of equivalent in dog racing that you found is, is successful for yourself? Yeah, I would say for me personally, it's definitely looking at the the starts from that box. So you look at the runner if he's he's had ten runs from you know barriers six, seven, and eight, and only placed two of those, then generally you would find his his best stats are probably those inside boxes. Yeah. So we'd look into that, and then obviously the barrier position. So those corner starts at um, you know Richmond four hundred, uh, Lismore, those type of tracks, uh, the four thirty one at Ipswich. Yep. I would say some of those boxes would be critical, and depending on the dog if they haven't been around that track either and potentially they've you know haven't had a run of you know they're backing up within three days and you think we'll wonder whether he's trolled ever at uh, Ipswich I'll be probably more inclined to look at a dog that's had 10 to 10 days off or 7 to 10 which means the trainer's probably trolled it there before they've had a run especially if that dog's not trained there so yeah a little bit of understanding where the trainers are based 
whether the dogs potentially might have trialled down then looking at their box history and, and sort of those outside four boxes versus the inside four. Is it worth some to, like, you know, it's I just do it more for interest sake, but I'm very fascinated, especially, you know, sort of like 10, 20, 30 seconds before box rise, how all of a sudden you'll see all these, you know, potentially fluctuation of prices. Is it worth people keeping an eye on sort of where the money's going as well? Yeah, absolutely. So these days with the evolution of all the um, the corporate bookmakers and obviously Action Bet now being one of them, but you would say majority of the, the money is in the last five minutes in betting. So it's a good option to check it at 10 minutes out, potentially at two minutes, and then right on jump, you'll see some, some massive changes where, you know, a lot of money exchanges across Australia through the different uh, betting networks, and you'll find that, yeah, some of the, the greyhounds might be $5 into 350 and I think I was working on, there was a big go on a, on a greyhound, a first starter at Bulleye on Tuesday night. So, yeah, in the last sort of 30 settings of betting, it was $2.30 into $1.60. So, yeah, there's, there's definitely big money, and probably watching those last couple of minutes would be critical. And sort of a bit of on a bit of a lighter side, what are some of the um, biggest um, bets you've seen, and probably some of the bit you know I shouldn't say this, but I get fascinated when people have hundreds of thousands of dollars on something and it loses. I'm like, you know, it's just it's just crazy to think that you know obviously they've got the money to put on, but what are some of the biggest bets that you've seen? <laughs> it's a good question. So these days on course, and obviously my evolution online's only been recently the last sort of six weeks, but you find that a you know, $5,000 bet on a short price favourite on course was a massive bet. I've only seen a few of those at Kemble Grange in my journey over the last five years, um, Courtney. So uh, they're quite big. And then above uh, $10,000, we're actually going to nominate who that person was to Austrac and there's some things like that but um yeah you find that the big bigger punters that are on for those kind of figures are probably with the um, the people like the tab etc but the smaller corporate bookies and on course where we're on based um you know a big bet's five thousand dollars and especially if um it happens to win for that punter yep yeah lucky them <laughs> yeah and then it's obviously the multis that can multiply up so yep um, some of the multis that i've seen go through the system recently are you know 50 and sixty thousand, and wow. if they get a couple of legs up and that last leg for sixty thousand. Oh, it's definitely okay. a nervous nervous wait for that race to, to run and win i wouldn't be able to handle it i'd have triple o on standby <laughs> <laughs> definitely learn to take a bit of a nerve um, obviously working as a bookmaker because uh yeah, sometimes you just got to be uh, a bit relaxed and, and let those things happen and let it play out, and it is what it is, I suppose. What are some of the biggest um, biggest wins that you've seen? Sorry, what was that one? What are some of the biggest wins um, that you've seen from punters? See, yeah, I, one day I was involved uh, with the Calcutta down at Wagga, and a gentleman I think he spent oh, five thousand dollars to sort of buy this horse and prize pool and I went down to Wagga recently but it was something like 40 or 50,000 and yeah. it was incredible and one year <laughs> and uh, yeah there's a lot of money at these come to these country carnivals still and I know um, I was involved with uh, the carnival out of Canamble for the Greyhound so that's one of those uh, non-TAB ones that are still very um, you know heavily populated with bookmakers and crowds so that's on that long weekend October yeah so massive amounts of money um a long story, I took a, a greyhound out there one day for me and my cousin. We flew him out there and I think we rounded up $5,000 to have on her that day at five bucks. And she went to the front of the first corner and she tripped and fell and that was oh, it. He jumped back dear. in the car and drove back to the airport. But oh. yeah, you, you still see quite a lot of money, uh, you know, for those type of carnivals. But most of the big money, you would say, it would be with the, the you know, the tab and the bigger corporates yep. these days through the internet. Yep. And what um, what's the most challenging thing about being a, a corporate bookmaker? 
Probably the most challenging thing is adapting to all the different betting types. So, yeah, yeah the exacta trifecta, first four, the multis, the place all up. Yeah, it's just the amount of betting options compared yeah. to... not the yeah, old little place anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and keeping up with them all too. Yeah. So, um, obviously, we've got a computer system that filters through that information, but I would say that would be the biggest change. And, and, and how fast the computers are so people can log in, deposit, and bet within seconds, it's quite yeah. incredible. What's been the most rewarding thing since you've started? Probably the most rewarding thing is just to hear some customer feedback um, yep. about, you know, like friends and family that have uh, realised where I've come from, where I started, and, you know, congratulating me. I think I spoke earlier about uh, Luke Francis down in Wagga as a mate and I had a radio station interview with him the other day and just to say that it was great to see someone that they knew local be involved on the internet now and someone that they knew to bet with because there's a lot of these other companies you don't actually know the person or the people that own the company and, and like Luke said that he obviously has known me since um, we grew up in Wagga and, yep. and he thought that's a good touch to bet with someone he actually knows yeah, instead of that's someone right. sitting behind a computer screen. Yep. And do you have any um, greyhounds or horses yourself? Yeah, so at the moment um, uh, there's, a, uh, there's a litter of pups that hopefully uh, one of those ones I'll be with my cousin and at the moment on the horse run, very quiet, but uh, there could be one just coming around the corner, Dimity, that I'll probably let you know about. Oh, nice. Yeah, well, I was going to say that was my next question. Um, you know, being a corporate bookmaker, surely you got some tips, tips for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um, I haven't had a look at them this uh, this weekend. We've had a little, little uh, bit of um, yeah, a couple of travel requirements with work, but yep. um, I'm back in the office early tomorrow and I'll have a bit of a look at them at Saturday. And I know the group racing's now gone up to Queensland and I'm sure there's probably something I've noticed across my eye that I might be able to spear punters into. Now, do you have, um, sorry to put you on the spot a little bit, but do you have a favourite dog that you're sort of following at the moment? I would say at the moment I was uh, I was a mate's um, pup was uh, Let's See. I was following her. Ah, so yep. she, um, she went through that Newcastle Cup program. Yep, yep. And I, I, I love her. I think she's wonderful. She's got a great motor. She chased it so hard. And so I've just been following her. She's been a, bit, a little bit unlucky, I found, with boxes and just yep. the way the races have been run. But I would say she's my favourite at the moment and probably because I backed her one day when she beat a sixty favourite at the garden. <laughs> <Always> <laughs> so I'm helps. biased because she won me some money. That's a, Well, yeah, actually, what, you know, have you been lucky enough to have a big win yourself on the punt? Uh, I wouldn't say so in my journey. I thought one day I was pretty clever getting the trifecta in the uh, Melbourne <laughs> Cup, I think, when Mary Kane won. So he beat uh, a Bart Cummins' horse that day and my lucky day. But I think it was the fourth favourite beat the second favourite and the favourite. But uh, being a bit younger <laughs> back then, I thought I was pretty special. That's right. <laughs> hey, it's hard enough to back the winner in that race, let alone get the trifecta. Let alone the trifecta, so. correct. And that's what I told myself. So I thought that was pretty cool. Not very good. And probably my last question is, what um, you know, what sort of advice could you give, especially, you know, I'm more targeting new uh, punters to greyhound racing, what sort of piece of advice could you give them, um, you know, obviously whether they're looking just to have a bit of fun, make a profit, or, you know, they want to actually just learn about the sport and what to look for potentially when they are buying a dog? Yeah, it's probably go down to the track and actually meet some of the trainers these days. I find they're wonderful people. They're very knowledgeable. They're great craftsmen or um, and ladies with their with their animals. And you know, just to go down there and meet the guys, watch them. Um, even a trial morning, I'd say, Dimity, to go down and watch them and get that information. 
and the other thing is about the greyhound industry, which I think is wonderful, is obviously uh, they're just the animal itself. So we don't have to blame any any uh, riders or drivers. And uh, <laughs> you know, these days I find it's a, it's a terrific sport. It's very fair. Um, I, I, yeah, I enjoy uh, watching it. I love being a greyhound owner, and I've, as I said, I've had a pet um, up until recently for about ten years. After, and yep. I tell everyone in the street that I see with a greyhound, I think they're a terrific animal. Uh, they're very loving and caring, and the most easiest animals to ever take care of. So um, I must commend uh, all the greyhound community for what way it's gone in the future. So and, and currently, and uh, punters, yeah, go down there, see the see the trainers, meet the people, and get involved. It's a great sport. It's quick and easy to uh, you know get involved and have a bit of fun with some friends. And last year we saw um, you know we saw some reports about you know record um, wagering turnover for greyhounds. Do you find that it's um, it's a popular code? in terms of um, betting? Yeah, absolutely. So if you looked at action bet business and the turnover, I would say obviously still majority of it is thoroughbreds, but not far behind it is greyhound industry. And it's a definitely gross sport. And last year was a record from all information that I was given. Yep. And I think it's things like the way the sport is currently run, Dimity, the younger people involved, because you're not waiting 45 minutes between races. <laughs> yep. um, we, we spoke about there's no there's no driver or rider, so you can't blame the, the jockey for error or the pilot. It's the animal. <laughs> yep. And um, it's over within, you know, 17 seconds to, you know, 35 seconds, 42 seconds for the 700. So, yeah, I, I, um, I think it's wonderful and it's good to see the community get behind Greyhound Racing. You've been listening to the Greyhound Girl Podcasts with Dimity Ma, proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or their website, greyhoundpp.com.au.